Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. While negotiating reintegration of two different clans, someone ends up dead. But as the tensions mount, can peace be found before the blood feud boils over? From November 18th, 1989, it's Season 3, Episode 9, The Vengeance Factor. Or, getting the clan back together. <laughs> I'm Cam. That's Dan. And can you believe the state of Utah? Spelled with a Y, of course. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cameron. Yes, Daniel. <laughs> Utah. <laughs> Terrible. You loved every second of it. I'm, I'm all ready to make Space Mormon jokes for the next episode. <laughs> I not mean, for yeah, the no, reasons not... you think. No, no, no. This is, this is Space S&M fantasy. I was getting like a space I was getting like a space Mad Max vibe for most of it. <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. I may or may not have included squeaky leather sounds at some point in this track for you to maybe or may not sprinkle in between. <laughs> it had a lot of Mad Max things. I mean, right down to like both this episode and Mel Gibson are really interested in the clan. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> That was amazing. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> that just happened too. I watched this episode, but like last week, and so I watched the next one and the next one in preparation for today. Amazing. <sighs> and then you were well. The next one's great, and this one's interesting. Also, an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, Star Trek. No. Oh come on, Dan! It's got everything you could possibly want: leather daddies, mullets. <laughs> Some great visual effects. Riker Daddy. Daddy Daddy. Not to be confused with Daddy Riker. Daddy Riker's <laughs> no. a character. Riker Daddy is like a mode that is engaged within Riker. <laughs> Just so we're clear. You're goddamn right. Yep. Just so we're but clear. But Cameron, we're getting off track. Yes, Dan. You should probably tell people Are we? What, what happened in this episode. I probably should. <laughs> Okay. On Stardate 43421.9, the Enterprise travels to the planet of Akmar 3. Admiral Akmar 3. It's fine. No, it's a trap. <laughs> Thank you. So glad you knocked it out of the park. Victory! <laughs> well, we've won podcasting. We can retire now. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, you do three. It's a lot. Anyway. <laughs> so, Planet Admiral Akbar 3, after detecting traces of Akamarian blood at a looted Federation outpost, Sovereign Marek, and Ak- the Akramanian leader, I keep wanting to say Makaranian leader. 
I just might. Suggests that the looting was done by the gatherers, descendants of Akamarian society a century ago, a century ago that has turned to piracy to sustain themselves. I forgot pirates too. So we've got leather and mullets and pirates and, you know, it's, it's another kind of porny episode. Not kind of. <laughs> it's super, super porny. Yeah. Uh, Maruk initially suggests hunting them down with the help of Starfleet, but Captain Picard's nopes that the fuck out of there and convinces Maruk to join him to seek peaceful resolution, including ending the Gatherer's self-imposed exile. Maruk and her assistant, Utah, arrive on the ship to help. Literally said Utah, but spelled Y-U-T-A, in case anyone was wondering. Utah. <laughs> you gotta, it's like, it's like, um... I, I imagine it being pronounced similarly. I mean, I don't imagine. They said it on the episode. But it's like in Book of Mormon when they talk about Saltaleka City. Saltaleka City. Yeah, it's yeah. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Commander Riker, of course, finds Utah attractive and tries to get to know her better. But Utah finds herself unable to open up to him. <laughs> Foreshadowing? Hard to say. Cameron, there was so much foreshadowing, it was five shadowing. <laughs> have I made that joke on here before? I don't think you have. Oh, damn it. Okay, you're editing this episode. Cut that out. I want to save it for something else. <laughs> I was honestly I was honestly expecting a five skin joke, but that's fine. Oh. <laughs> Straight up nope. <laughs> Ash, tag, nope. The Enterprise crew makes contact with one band of gatherers led by Brol and offers to negotiate. Brol negotiates with Merrick and Picard and after hearing the offer, agrees to pass it on to the gatherer leader, Chorgan. Meanwhile, Utah meets alone with one of the gatherers and touches his cheek, causing the gatherer, who's old and frail, to suffer a heart attack. As the man dies, Utah asserts that she, as the last of her clan, Trelesta, will outlive the Loma clan. The gatherer's body is later found, but initially assumed the death was caused naturally. However, investigation by Dr. Crusher reveals that a fast-acting microvirus targeted to attack a specific Actimerian DNA profile was the cause. Dr. Crusher believes the virus was purposefully genetically engineered, and that the death was a targeted murder. At Picard's request, Maruk has her government send data to the Enterprise to investigate the murder. Data, not data, sorry. <laughs> Stupid random capitals. The Enterprise meets Jorgen's ship, and Picard, Maruk, and Utah transport aboard to begin negotiations. At the same time, the Enterprise crew receives the database of Akamar. I don't know. The Enterprise meets with Jorgen's ship, and Picard, Maruk, and Utah transport aboard to begin negotiations. At the same time, the Enterprise crew receives the database from Akamar, and find that 53 years earlier, another gatherer suffered a similar heart attack. He too was from the Lomac clan. And a photographic record shows Utah was present and clearly hasn't aged a day. What's her secret? <laughs> Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> Maybe it's assassin's blood. Finding the common clan, Riker discovers that Chorgan is also Lornuk and realizes that Utah is there to assassinate him. He transports over to Chorgan's ship, interrupts the negotiations, and prevents Utah from serving Chorgan a drink, accusing her of murder. Utah explains that she is the last of five survivors of the Trelesta clan. That was wiped out by a Lomac attack. 
and has undergone genetic alterations to host the virus and to keep herself from aging, allowing her to seek out and to murder the Lomac clan to the last person. Riker attempts to talk her out of revenge at Phaser Point, gradually increasing the yield with each successive shot, but she cannot break her desire for vengeance, and he vaporizes her. Just straight up vaporizes her. The negotiations are successful, and a truce is called between the two sides. At the conclusion, the Enterprise is assigned a routine survey mission through the now peaceful sector. Searching for his first officer, Picard finds a depressed Riker and Ted forward, and informs him that they'll be taking on medical supplies at the next starbase, and he intends to extend shore leave to anyone who wants it. Oh, no! Riker says he'll pass it along to the crew. And so ends the vengeance factor. Whoop, boop, boop, boop. Now see, now see what? This was interesting. It was interesting. This was this was an interesting episode. They had murder. They had leather daddies. They had Riker daddies. They had they had mullets. Mullets, face tattoos. Yeah. Uh, data being data. We had we had some some quality time with Beverly being. Excellent at her job. She is, too. Mm-hmm. There's not a bad doctor on this ship. I just, I like doctors being smart and, like, real doctors. Like, I'm glad that in the future nobody's, like, I don't know, prescribing essential oils or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's 100% fair. I, uh... But, Captain, we actually... haven't vaccinated anyone in 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? (laughs) The USS Oregon. (laughs) It's just, it's my choice. It's my choice. Great. It's your choice. Let your kid die. (laughs) It's terrible. Thank you for being evolution's next step. Oy. Regardless. Um, No, I liked getting into clans and blood feuds. Like... Yeah. You know, this was some real Hatfields and McCoys kinds of stuff. It really was. I mean, I definitely got that feel. And I, that was probably the inspiration, if we're being honest. I liked a lot about this episode. But what, since you're on a roll, Daniel, why don't you continue? What, what else did you love? I liked that the. M- love, Daniel. I said loved. Sorry. <laughs> I, I loved that the whole motivation was vengeance. It's super petty. And it's outdated, even now. Like, the idea of carrying vengeance for a hundred years is stupid. Like, yeah. Um, excuse me, that is my brand. That's your brand? Well, Cameron, if you can, <laughs> if you can carry on our feud for a hundred years, I will be very... I'll, I'll color me one impressed corpse. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh... I enjoyed... Riker's ruse, heating up the scavenged parts at the pirate hideout to create a mist, and then faking them being beamed away, and they remained behind, and they got the drop on them. It that was fun. It started out like it was fun, fun adventure, and it got more serious political, and then they added intrigue. So they this episode kept taking turns that it navigated. I thought very effectively. The storytelling works out pretty well for the most part. There's It really does. There's some things that I, I take issue with, but same. 
over uh, overall, I think my favorites that I love the most were um, the reaction from the sovereign when they go to warp. She was so pleased as punch, and the effect looked great. I loved Corgan's ship. The whole negotiation was wonderful, and I appreciated that the assassin was someone in the food service industry. <laughs> Boy, I felt that one deeply. Mm-hmm. And the most flawless example of Riker's character ever was <laughs> was when Riker tossed one of the pirates turned towards camera and pulled his shirt down. He stopped one of them, chucked him, and then turned around towards camera and gave his shirt the Picard maneuver. And I was like, "Yeah, flawlessly <laughs> executed, sir. Flawlessly executed. He's a badass, but he works to look that good. <laughs> what about you, Cameron? What did you love about this episode? Very similar things. I actually found Utah's character to be fascinating. And I mean, it was given away at the end of the first act that she was evil, but... Even before, even before she killed a guy, the music was like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, like you used to do for Pulaski when she was, whenever she was shot. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> or anytime, dun, dun, dun. or anytime McCoy did anything medical because he is, he is a villain. <laughs> but he's our villain. He's our damn villain. It. God damn it. He's our Dr. Franken McCoy. <laughs> That's why he's still alive, Daniel. I made a deal with Satan. (laughs) Turns out God's at the middle of the universe. Satan's on the other end. (laughs) They granted me mystical powers in exchange for terrible dark deeds, Jim. (laughs) Oh, my God, Bones. Don't know why I'm yelling at your grave. I'll use my necromancer powers to bring you back so we can hang out. Bones, what deeds were these? (laughs) You don't want to know, but they involved the mass genocide of the Tribbles. Kevin? I make Kevin look like a fucking red shirt. Trillions of trebles, Jim. Trillions. <laughs> Just wiped off the face of the universe. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that was a that was a fun little detour. Um, uh, just like old times. Um, I yeah, I found the plot fascinating. I I found it fascinating that this culture had managed to quote unquote fix themselves in just a hundred years going between feuding and clan war and then coming together and having a ruler who, I mean, she seemed like she had her shit together. I don't know. Maybe she didn't. Well, I didn't vote was... for her. <laughs> she was also offended very easily. Yeah. And what so... about her emails, Cameron? Her emails. <laughs> and her hair. <laughs> I hate everything. Um. Someday we're going to have to explain the her emails thing to a child. They're going to be like, that's ridiculous. They'll be like, I know, but it was. We know. It was, it was ridiculous. But it was also, it's, it was funny, but not for the reasons we wanted. <laughs> no, it ended up being very tragic. Regardless. I've suddenly lost the will to live. 
It only took 120 episodes of this show. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if any of this is salvageable. <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't salvageable, what did you hate about this episode? Nice transition. I fucking hated these costumes, Daniel. <laughs> so bad. Just, just the worst. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I tried to even be like, oh, yeah, this was cool in 89. It wasn't. No. It wasn't cool in 89. Yeah. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't functional. It didn't do anything except make the characters look fucking ridiculous. I hated them. And also, I hated the way that Utah was treated and her, her weird servant complex. It just, it, there were lots of abuse red flags, and I was like, what is happening to you? I know you're I know you're a vengeance assassin, but like in your downtime, what is happening to you? I think the interesting thing with Utah's character is she made it very clear that she was a servant, not a slave, but she had a singular job to do. And I think the alignment between duty and obligation, either to one's employer or in this case one's clan. It it worked well as an illustration of how singularly focused she was. How the fuck ever, you and I both coming from service backgrounds, I can see how you would be triggered by somebody who's just like, yes, mm-hmm, absolutely, no, totally, of course. Well, I can't say no to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I was, I was a little triggered. But also, I mean, I found her character fascinating, but it was just some of the ways that she was portrayed the eagerness the it was like she drank all of the Kool-Aid and especially once they revealed how old she was i was like but you seem so yeah. young yeah i just i don't know didn't like it anyway what did you hate daniel uh i hated that they called it an unnamed virus and nobody had the balls to call it the tria- that triester clan virus we know where it came from just call it the Triester clan virus. That's not that's not being racist against the Triestra, Cameron. That's just calling it like it is. That's where it came from. That's what's going on. Are these is this boomer bit gonna come back every single episode? I'm sorry, but it was there and it came to me and I was like, oh, but I can't remember what the clan's called. So he better say it in the summary. And then I wrote it down. And I just had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Beverly Crusher was the whistleblower, but nobody listened. <laughs> nope, because of her emails. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, uh, I thought that Brawl was weird. <laughs> he was just like a yeah. weird character. He's like, he was weird. I've got boys, and I want them to have a better life. And then we get to Corgan, and he's like, I have something to say. And Corgan's like, not interested. And he goes, okay, I guess I'm just sidelined for the rest of the episode. Do, do, do. There's only 15 <laughs> minutes left. You sure you don't want me to? Okay. <laughs> that was a super strange handoff of like, I know you've been dealing with this guy, but now you're really dealing with this guy. Um, His mullet's better. Right? I also hate it <laughs> when they cropped her out. They cropped everyone else out of the picture. And the data's like, the computer can reconstruct the rest of her face. I'm like, from what? 
They've got this much of her face. That doesn't tell you what this side looks like. She could be horribly scarred. That actually would have been better if they reconstructed it and this side was just like gray. It was just like blank. So we're looking for someone with a mostly gray face. I'm like, that's not how that works. I know it's the future and I shouldn't care, but I was like, I've been asked to do bullshit for people before and that seems like bullshit like i could just imagine the computer rolling its eyes me like sure yeah i could totally make a face from an eyebrow fucking assholes <laughs> um the sovereign and corgan's um well dan it's because they keep a record of every civilization that's ever been and every person it's in the computer you know that it's the mark of the beast you can't trust anybody. That's why I don't even have a social security number. <laughs> the only thing I got in common with an illegal immigrant. <laughs> uh, I know. I I hate them all. I also hate it. I also think that we can't talk about this episode without talking about why everything was green in the opening scene for no reason. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, this is a bold, dumb choice. Also, it made me expect Borg, and then there weren't Borg, so I was angry. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, it didn't make any sense at all. Mm -hmm. And the names were stupid. Yeah. Utah. <laughs> Chorgan. Maurok. Volnoth. Brawl. Temerek. Brawl. 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 Sup, bro? Sup, bro? Hi, bro. How's it going, bro? Red bro gives you wings. Are you going to be super, super small, bro? Bro. Yo, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we experience putting Riker's groove on by quoting this thing? Certainly. Captain. I am detecting life readings from the planet's surface, as well as several small areas of thermal radiation and carbon dioxide emissions, indicative of combustion. Campfire's data? Is that not what I said? Your ambush would be more successful if you bathed more often. Ha ha, ha 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 ha. Look who's talking. It is remarkable <sighs> how very much alike the two of you are. That's ridiculous. Really, Captain? No, I'm quite serious. You're both able negotiators, strong leaders. We do not obey weak leaders. We have nothing in common at all. We haven't agreed to anything. You're wrong, Corgan. We've agreed to have some brandy together. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Get it, Pickard. Will you feed us and clothe us? No, of course not. We've set aside some land for you. Land? Do we look like farmers? Then don't farm. Use the land however you wish. <laughs> Do you want to be Utah? Yeah, I'll be Utah. <laughs> Who are you? Utah of Clan Trelesta. Th there are no more Trelesta. Five survived the last Lornak raid. But on that day, a century ago, my life ended and my search began. I was the one chosen. Transformed. My cells were <laughs> altered and my aging slowed. Enough 
to finish my task. <laughs> the Federation trap! Corgan, I assure you, my first officer has a very good reason for his actions. You do, number one. <laughs> you people haven't changed in a hundred years. You should know. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> Old people. <clears throat> Commander, I am in your debt. The microvirus will only attach itself to cells with a very specific DNA sequence. How specific? Without knowing more about their genetic makeup, I can't be sure. But my guess is, the virus would only kill one Acmarian in a million. That's a pretty single-minded bug. Too single-minded. I can't believe it's a naturally occurring virus. Meaning someone engineered it? Meaning Volnuth was murdered. It escaped from a lab after the Canadians <laughs> had made it to be a weapon, and then it got taken over into Wuhan. <laughs> Where it was eaten by a bat, and that bat was accidentally put inside a burrito. Yeah, we know. We've heard it all before. Shut up! Shut up! Shut the fuck up! <sighs> the wars are over, Utah. You cannot understand. You're right. I can't. Because I've seen the part of you that regrets what you've become. What a line. You will never leave this ship alive. You're the last. Once you're dead. Once you're dead. Dead. What happens to me doesn't matter. You don't like me. I didn't say that. No problem. I have many friends that don't like me. But what do you know about me? You're a thief. I steal to survive, not because I enjoy it. We gatherers value our freedom. We do what we want, and we answer to no creature. Then why are you helping Sovereign Murak to change all that? Maybe because I want something better for me and for my children. You have children? Yeah, two sons. One's just about your age. But he's not good at math. Was he fishing for friendship for his children? I don't know. Fishing for friendship. As the Sovereign has no further need of my services this evening, she suggested I might spend some time with you. What a charming suggestion. Whew. You ready? Mm -hmm. Shields holding. Mr. Worf, contact Jorgen. Tell him Brawl has brought us here to talk. Jorgen is not responding. Mr. Worf, can we knock out their shields without seriously damaging their ship? I believe we can, sir. Prepare phasers and open a channel. Phasers locked. Channel open. Gorgon, this is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Enter... All right. Let's focus their attention. Mr. Worf, fire phasers. Their forward shields are inoperative. Well done, Lieutenant. We are being hailed, sir. That's better. On screen. Brawl, you traitor! You brought them here to destroy me! Chargon, if I wanted you destroyed, you would not be talking to me right now. Obviously, I wanted something else. <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard. Badass motherfucker. <laughs> Sassy-ass ball bitch. <laughs> Hey, it's me. Oh, Cameron, 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 Cameron. Yes, Daniel. How many tactful face tattoos would you give this episode? <laughs> we didn't really talk about it, but they, the aliens have face tattoos in this. That's the only thing that make them not human. They did. It was dumb. They highlighted, <laughs> they highlighted their cheekbone. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to do 24th century space mullets? Cameron? <laughs>
Yes, Daniel. I detest the mullet, whether it's terrestrial or extraterrestrial. So do I. It is the worst thing that has ever happened to human beings in the history of mankind. Oh my God. Have you watched Have you watched Tiger King on Netflix yet? No. Seven-part documentary. Courtney and I just finished the second episode. You have got to. It's this big cat fucking freak guy in Oklahoma who is this weird redneck fighting against this animal rights activist who's trying to shut his zoo down, but she's corrupt too. And he's married to two guys who are like 15 years younger than him. It is the most fucking bizarre (laughs) documentary I've ever seen. It's incredible. (laughs) Each episode, I'm like, how... Who are, why are all the big cat people crazy toothless rednecks? Like, all of them. They're all insane white people. Yes. It's, I, I'm serious. You and Amanda, watch the first episode. Just watch the first episode. You will be hooked. Tiger King on Netflix. It's called Tiger King. And he has a bleach blonde mullet. Oh, God. And his hair up here, Cameron, is brown. Oh, God. (laughs) Four earrings on one side, three on the other, and an eyebrow ring. Fun. Yeah. I do miss my eyebrow ring. Yeah. It's... And I had three and two earrings, so I... I'm serious. I'm serious, Cameron. You have to. (laughs) I mean, I guess I could grow out my skullet. Don't. (laughs) Because then you're Gary Funk. You're right. (laughs) All right. We've talked about it so much. Space mullets. Okay. How many space mullets, Cameron? (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Um. Oh, two and a half. Two and a half space mullets. Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it two and a half space mullets. That was fine. Wasn't amazing. Wasn't terrible. You're run of the mill. So it's like two mullets and a normal haircut. Well, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. We sure have. (laughs) That just leaves one last thing to do. That's very true. And that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. And for Dan to say, keep on trekking. It is remarkable how very much alike the two of you actually are. That's ridiculous. Really, Captain? No, I'm quite serious. You are both able negotiators, strong leaders. We don't obey weak leaders. We have nothing in common at all, except we haven't agreed to anything. That was, that was, that was Chorgan again, actually, not the Sovereign. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I can do, Sorry. let's start the whole thing again, and I'll do Brule to break it up for you. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to read everything as the sovereign <laughs> from now on. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, I love seeing Riker do his thing. He's so fucking charming. He just, I can't handle it. Nobody can. He's like a transporter, <laughs> but for panties. Boop, they just disappear. <laughs> and boxers and whatever the fuck else no, people no, no. are wearing. Everyone, you're either free balling or you're wearing panties. I don't care what shape they're in, Cameron. <laughs> That's not, that's not sexism. That's just saying that underwear is inherently feminine and weak and a waste of time. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you just equate femininity with weakness? I did not. 
<laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> no, it's either panties or free balling. That's all that exists. Good, good to know. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad you picked this hill to die exactly. on. Exactly. All the ones. I mean, I'm saying all this while wearing a dance belt. So what do I know? But still. Well, it just gives you such nice access to the Fisher. Why you got to bring Carrie into this? <laughs> She's my favorite. <laughs> uh, she'd appreciate the joke. Rest in peace. She would. She would. We miss her every single day. <laughs> and her mom. Fuck, that was tragic. They couldn't live without each other. Mm. No, they couldn't. Just like us. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Cameron. <laughs> if I died tomorrow, <laughs> you'd be fine. <laughs> so you think. Yeah. <laughs> A secret weapon production.